So, uh, Urban Meyer is definitely topping this list today, right? I think so. I think of course. I mean, you can't just making sure. Think of you can't talk about kickers and not talk about Urban Meyer. I mean, I just especially since the year two thousand. Yeah, definitely not. Or really, since the year twenty (laughs) twenty. Let's do a show. That's a good win. There's a lot of people. Looks like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. Personal foul. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. These people don't give a Love you, honey. All right, well. Let's go ahead and get right into this. That was the quickest intro we've ever done. Yeah, I mean, the You might notice a new change. look here. Um, this quit working over the week. So, uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it out. Um, for now, I'll be on a laptop probably today, tomorrow. And then we'll be back hopefully Wednesday, I hope. Um, I'm get, taking this thing to get looked at on Tuesday. So, a brand new look for today, but you know. Is what it is. Got to make do with make do with what you got sometimes, and mm-hmm. uh, what we're trying to do so. Yeah. Anyway, let's go ahead and get right into it. We'll start with the American Athletic Conference commissioner. Uh, no, the that American Athletic Conference commissioner has brought together, and this is Mike Oresco, of course, the commissioner. He he has been. Very notably stated as considering his conference the uh, P6, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's what's on all of their goalposts in that conference. And their uh, chains as well, I'm pretty sure. But not anymore, because guess what? He doesn't want Power 5 and Group of 5 anymore. I don't know, man. Look, I think this is a desperate call for attention right now. Because your conference just lost their top three say. members. You still have SMU, so you still have number four, arguably top three, but number four in the mean uh, over the last five, six years. And you added the greatness that is the Rice Owls, <laughs> the Florida Atlantic Owls, the North Texas Mean Green, the UTSA Roadrunners. Who else? Uh, Charlotte, you added Charlotte. That's a great pickup, by the way. I can't can't believe you did such a thing. Um, I feel like there's like one more, but I can't. Well, here's their schedules. Let's see. Oh, and UAB, UAB is the UAB. one. I'm missing. So those are those are all elite programs, especially historically speaking. Absolutely. These are the cream of the crop. Okay, when they say cream rises to the top, they're talking about the American Athletic Conference. I think Michigan should go to the American Athletic Conference. Join in on the fun. What do you what say you, TCU fan? Think they should jump to the American too? No. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Ohio State, American. You know what? Everybody who's ever meant something to college football should go to the American Athletic Conference. You get the P5G... Fuck P5, G5. Let's just be All-American Athletic Conference. I mean, it's already the most patriotic name we can get. I mean, why not? Exactly. We're we're All-Americans, right? So why not just have 131 131 team conference that's all the American? Let's be real. What I said before is exactly what I think. This is a desperate call for attention to the fact that your conference has now faded back into mediocrity of even the power of the G5 level. Uh, To be completely honest, there is nobody in this conference... If they run the table, especially if it's SMU. If SMU runs the table, you know what people are going to think? Nothing. They're not even going to bat an eye. They're going to be the Western Michigan of 2017 in whatever year they decide to do it, if they do it. I mean, that's, that's to say that they could. I, I don't see this happening. I don't see this as a, as a win for the conference, and I really don't see a Power 5, Group of 5, you know, com- combination. What is that going to do? You you really want to see Louisiana Monroe get their ass stomped by LSU every single, you know, in the playoffs if they somehow win a Absolutely. conference championship? No. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Utah State going to the playoffs, and if they get in Alabama as the very last seed, 
we already watched that last year in the season opener. Like we we don't yeah. need to see that. I, I'm not saying this to pick yeah, on any, anybody's teams, but I'm being no, dead no, serious. No, no, no. This is this is blasphemous. There is no reason. Say a Ball State wins the MAC. Well, guess what? Your first round's Ohio State. Yeah, that's what I want to see in a playoff. Yeah, it's not happening. Well, the the group of five is labeled the group of five for a reason, and until they find a reason to uh, or a team or two that can make things happen. Sorry, I, I how dare I leave out Tulane, who's had their one and done. Um, probably not actually. I think Tulane's probably gonna stick around and be up there with I SMU in that conference. Base, well, so. I, I feel they would have been a one and done, or maybe you know, kind of a two year deal. Yeah. But now that this, now the conference is totally different, they're probably going to stick around for a while. I just don't see this is not a a beneficial debate to even have. There is no reason that the group of five should be looked at on the same level as a power five until the money gets to be equal. We see a consistent form of G5 teams beating Power 5, and I'm not talking about you know, you send Tulane to play Northwestern and they just absolutely throttle Northwestern. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in a legitimate a legitimate season where we see multiple group of five teams, no matter the level, go and beat multiple P5 teams, no matter the level. And until that happens, it's not going to be taken seriously. And there's no reason for it to. When when the Mountain West goes and beats the Pac-12's worst, nobody bats an eye at it. You know why? Because it's the worst. Like, there's a reason when Arizona would go 1-11 and lose to Colorado State, nobody cared. Nobody cared. It's not going to change overnight. Um you know, so, it, and this is something that it's it's going to take a lot of time, and you're going to have to find a way to get on an even ground. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think what he's bringing up is a fair argument in terms of with what the Pac-12 is going through and what they're finding in terms of negotiating. I don't think he's got the right argument, but his points that he's making about you know the the drop off that the, that we've seen in the Pac-12. And you know himself trying to compare to the Big Twelve is is a little ridiculous in my book because, you know, you just why would you, you know, say that when your three best teams, as you mentioned, Tyler, just went and and headed to the Big Twelve and they're going to be getting more money. So yeah, you lost your yeah. three best teams and and maybe it's, you're it's on the same level as a Pac twelve. This is this is no, no, it's a desperate cry for attention is what mm-hmm. it is. There is no saltiness to it because he has nothing to be fucking salty about, for one, and. Because they at least found replacements. They at least found a replacement that could bring in some money and and some markets. I mean, it's not like they're losing their their biggest market and able to only bring in potentially a San Diego State. I mean, this is this is just this is just this guy trying to get some attention to the conference in a time where nobody's talking about G fives right now. Yeah. Reasonable. I, I mean, obviously, it's got us talking, but w- what good does this really do? I, I think it does none. I think this actually kind of makes you a laughing stock. Kind of makes you look like, you know, the dude that's kind of getting picked on, and now you're trying to stand up for yourself, but it's a little too late to really stand up for yourself. That's kind of what this is to me. Yeah. I just don't. I, I don't. And even with with everything he's me. saying, even with everything that he's saying. What is there, you know, what evidence is there that, that American is still going to be dominating in terms of like the G5 appearances that we're going to see here in the next few years? Has the gap really, you know, been widened, you know, over the Mountain West or the Sun Belt? I don't think it has been. I really yeah. don't. I, I think that there's a, a good chance that we could see uh, the Mountain West champion or the Sun Belt champion go as the. New Year Six representative of the Group Five this year. It, it's mm-hmm. entirely possible to me. I, I think that you know ultimately at the end of the day it'll depend on you know uh, strength of schedule and strengths of victory and whatnot. But you know, I mean, if, if App State had been twelve and zero last year with a win over an SEC team on the road, I think that would have been better than what Tulane had done to that point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know. I, I think this is just again. I've said my piece on it. I think that this is—it's an interesting way to bring your conference into the conversation. Absolutely. 
what else is an interesting way to bring a conference into the conversation is to uh, announce that your conference continues to explore every possibility to add new members. And those new members, uh, as recently as March 3rd, have been reported. They've been in recent contact, the Big 12, with Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah as the Pac-12 continues to try to negotiate this new media rights deal that continues to fall on its face. Um, the negotiations, anyways. Mm-hmm. Also talking about Gonzaga potentially coming over in the, in the basketball side of things, which would be interesting. Yeah. Um, Not just that. I've heard rum- rumblings that, you know, should they get a Gonzaga, they're also going to look eastward, you know, possibly talk to some big east schools that, uh, are right now, you know, just hey, basketball Hett, only. Uh, uh, I've I've heard, you know, Villanova. I've I've heard schools like that. Uh, just for see, there are some schools that are going to be straight up, kind of, that are going to keep their ties to the Big East because they've been there for so long. I think mm-hmm. a Villanova is staying in the Big East no matter mm-hmm. what, as long as a, as long as a UConn is there. Um, I've, I've heard UConn mentioned as well. To the it's, Big Twelve. Yeah, I I, I think they're and really just basketball because I'm telling they, you they're, they're gonna have to bring everything. I I I've, I've been told that it's a you know they're looking at basketball. Um, now it, it's obviously there's there's Who's still a early discussion. Nobody's telling me anything. I'm seeing rumors. Okay, well, what are you saying? You're being told. So that's what I'm asking. Who's telling you? Twitter, Twitter rumors. Uh, that doesn't count. <laughs> that, like Twitter's I get it, but like I don't. Place. I, I look. I know Gonzaga's in conversation. I feel like yeah. a Marquette would be in the conversation. I, I I feel like there are schools. You know, if you know, Wichita <coughs> State has obviously just moved to the American, but mm-hmm. that was a school maybe five six years ago that was definitely one that was in the conversation for a move. Yeah, I, I look. I've also seen. We talked St. about this John's. privately last night. I, I see that St. one is another one I don't see happening. There are schools that have been the Big East their entire lifespan mm-hmm. that I don't think are moving, and I think that is a St. John's. And I think that's a Villanova. I, um, I think I think that's that part of the reason why they were linked to bringing in a big name coach is because they were trying to prove to you know a potential new conference commissioner, or maybe they, they want to compete in the conference they're in currently. I, I mean, it can be both. Not doing it can that. be both. It can be both. But I'm I, saying I, that's I something. To I'm keep telling an eye you, on. there are there are schools that are way. very, very loyal to the Big East. St. John's and Villanova are two of them, and including mm-hmm. UConn, who left and then returned. By the way, I don't. I don't think that. Like, I understand what you're trying to say, but there are schools that I think I would be one more obliged to go after, and. Especially being competitive, such as a Marquette, who's kind of, I don't even want to say bounced around. They've been in the Big East for a long time now. Um, yeah, like uh, 03, maybe 20 so years. I think so. I don't know. I think they were still in the Big East when when Dwayne Wade was there. Um, the bottom line being, I just some of the... Some of the ones who have really dug their roots into the Big East are not leaving the Big East. There, there is no question about that. Now, there are other conferences you could go to and try to grab somebody. Like that is why a Gonzaga is so. Yeah. Gonzaga is a hot commodity because they've been so good in their conference for so long. They don't play bat football. They refuse to play football. I, I don't think they've ever had a football team, and if they have, it was a really long time ago, and they just dismissed it. Um, that's one. I think, honestly, the way St. Mary's is coming up, if I was going for the WCC and trying to get one, I'd get two. I'd go, and take, I'd go and take St. Well, Mary's. I mean, you already you also get... dug out BYU, <coughs> yeah. who's coming. So, I don't know. I think there's a lot of options. I, I understand what you're trying to say, BJ. I just do not see the, the ones that have really stuck by the Big East. With all I, the realignment, yeah, I don't, big. I don't see, I don't see it happening either. It's just names that I've seen to keep an eye on, and obviously, when when you're talking about members, you know, keeping an eye on the the corner schools out west, Gonzaga mm-hmm. for basketball. This is what I was seeing to keep an eye on as well, going east with basketball. And I did want to say, Gonzaga fielded a football team uh, from like 1892 to 1941. Uh, so. 
Yeah, that's a dead program. Anyways, that, that, that's pretty pretty dead. But I was just wanting well, to say Marquette sure was very similar too. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So yeah, yeah. We, they 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 fielded a football team, what but a, it, it has gone by the wayside. Yeah. What about so, Creighton as a potential one? I haven't seen anything about Creighton linked. I think that you know the with Creighton being in that territory with Nebraska, I really don't think there's much of an expansion that way. Uh, I really don't think you're gonna you're gonna see a yeah, no, that's fair. A Creighton join. You never know. I don't know. I, I think the it, it's very clear to me that from reading this article on on the athletic um, that they are not really focusing very hard on basketball, and for good reason. Basketball is probably only going to bring in. We talked about this privately last night. Yeah, about fifty percent. It's only going to add fifty percent revenue maximum on a good year compared to what football is going to bring in. So you're going to have to really focus on your football side of things before you can uh, try to bring in some random, you know, basketball program as much as Gonzaga would be great. It doesn't help you financially the way I think they'd want it to. Yeah. But with that said, I was just going to say one last thing real quick. Um, There is still, you know, interesting stuff coming to the, to light about, you know, like PAC 12 network and everything like that. Uh, ESPN offered to buy the Pac-12 network prior to the Pac-12 taking their media rights, uh, you know, negotiations to market. It was a low offer, but apparently the networks, you know, were, were wanting to have some kind of, you know, access to inventory. And, um, you know, ESPN was, was saying, you know, hey, I know we're not offering mm-hmm. you the, the money that, uh, sure that, you're, you that you're wanting, but... You know, we, we're interested in this and, and helping you get out there as part of, you know, more national platform. And I guess the Pac-12 said no, which is just asinine. We were talking about this again last night with, you know, why is the Pac-12 network the only, you know, major conference that does not have their, you know, content available nationwide? Why are they only limited to certain? Oh, hang, on. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. It is nationwide. It's just it's very cable providers, cable providers. This network has it. I get Pac-12 network when I'm at home. When I when mm-hmm. I'm back in Ohio, I get Pac-12 network. When I'm here on YouTube TV, I don't get it. When no, I was on Direct TV, don't, don't get it. Actually, nope. it is on Direct TV. However, you have to pay extra for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just beyond Big Ten and SEC network. It's in that range, um, like the six teams, I think. Bottom line, actually, I think it's the same chant. No, I'm thinking something else. I was thinking it might have been the same as the old Versus network on DirecTV. But anyways. Mm. Um, I thought Versus was like 220 or something like that because it was NBC Sports. Well, no, NBCSN was its own thing. Versus was like 607, I think, when I was a kid. Maybe no, that was more. Speed. Yeah. Like 602, something like that. It was close. Anyways, we're not going to get into channels nowadays. Point, so. We're not going to get into channels right now. Um, we're really scraping the bucket if we're if we're talking about channels. Yeah. Anyways, what we are going to get into, though, is our top 20 kickers that we will then narrow down in the top five. Since do, we, do we have 10 teams or whatever that we were going to talk about today? No, we're going to push that. Okay. That's the okay. next episode. So this we're getting this whole list together. I will then put that the, each top five into its own list. It'll be about 30 players, I think, 40 players. And then once I do that, we will then determine our top 10 greatest players since 2000. That will be our 100th episode, which is coming not this Wednesday, but next, but next Wednesday. Wednesday. So stick around for that. The next two three episodes are going to be going through conferences and, and talking about what positions groups they need uh, other than quarterback to either improve or hold in 2023. We've, we did all the conference champions this time. It'll just be going through the rest of the conferences. So anyways, By with that way, top I 20 kickers, correct something it's just kickers, correct? It's not kickers and punters. Kickers, no, it's kickers, kickers and punters. All the above. Okay. So correct yourself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it is kickers and punters. You can have either one. Um, I feel kickers will be more likely to go on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are probably some punters that may find this list as well. 
with that, the order is Cam, me, BJ. Wow. Very new. <laughs> Never Very before seen new. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll start. Number one, Cam. This is not number one overall. This is just number one on the list. Yeah. Zane Gonzalez from Arizona State. I know, Homer take. It is, because I'm going the opposite of Homer take. I'm going Mike Nugent, Ohio State. I had him on the list, too. Which leaves you, BJ, to take... The man that should be taken, it should have been number one, or arguably. Yeah, the, the man that should be taken from the University of Texas, Justin Tucker. Well, you got another one. I do have another one. How about the University of Colorado makes an appearance on this list with Mason Crosby? When was he drafted? Uh, 07, I think, 06, somewhere around there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was, he was around, I thought he was the, was he not the kicker that hit the game-winning long field goal to upset Oklahoma in that year that they they beat Oklahoma in in Boulder? I don't don't know. know. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't either. Ah, shit. He played last year. I can't put him on here. And he sucked at the end of the year last year, so I definitely can't put him on here. I was going to say <laughs> BT Potter. But since he played last year, I can't. Yeah. So instead, bring out a meme. Gade York, LSU. York. Was actually really good at LSU, though, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for me, for the first time, we're going to see a punter on this list. Say what you will about him off the field, but Matt Ariza from San Diego State. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great pick. Yeah, one more, Cam. And then for my other one, Randy Bullock. Where the hell did he go? I don't actually know where he went. Oklahoma State. Oh, I got to bring this guy out. Shocked he dropped this far. You talked about punters, but you didn't get the best punter since 2000 on here. That title goes to the great Pat McAfee. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. West Virginia, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, Randy Bullock was Texas A&M, by the way. I was about to say, I didn't think he'd... Uh, I thought he'd gone somewhere else, but... You know, I know he kind of gets remembered for flaming out in the NFL... And for one infamous moment in particular that it wasn't his fault. But when Florida State was making their run, the last BCS title, the first playoff, Roberto Aguayo was a dadgum good college kicker for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a reason. Maybe it was a terrible one. But there was a reason why he got drafted in the second round as, as high as he did. So right. I, I don't think that that is a name that we can leave off this list. And then I'm going to, there's, there's a punter that I've been thinking and I'm trying to remember his name because I feel like he belongs on this list, but I'm having a a brain fart. So I might have to come back to it. Um, Oh gosh. You got a school. Um, I thought I did. <laughs> Problem is that the some some of the some of the punters we've seen have been 
you know, kickers too. But a lot of times you don't get that in the college game. Um, gosh. I cannot think right now. I might have to might have to come back and, and get another pick here so that we don't keep this tied down by me trying to think over here. Do you have a time period in which he played? I want to say it was the teens. Uh, maybe oh. Kansas State? 2013, Alabama. <laughs> no, uh, was feels like there was a really good punter that Kansas State had in the, the mid-teens, the 20-teens. Trying to rack my brain. Kansas State roster... Okay, so the kickers at the time were Jack Cantill, no. Dylan Wilson, Matthew McCrane, Ian Patterson, then punters. Was was it McCrane? Maybe did McCrane punt? I don't know. So the punters were Mitch Lockbiller, Nick Walsh, Mark Kraus, and Ethan Hamas. Hamas. Okay, n none of those names sound right. Maybe it's Florida. Uh, who was the punter at Florida around that time? Let's try to look that up. I know this is riveting. I old man syndrome over here, man. I want to Kyle say Christy and Johnny Townsend were the Townsend. Players. That's who it was. Johnny, it was Johnny, Johnny Townsend. Johnny yeah. Townsend. I think Townsend belongs on this list. Oh, that took a long enough time. Uh, let's see here. We'll go Alex Henry, Nebraska. The most accurate kicker in college football history. What years was he there? 2007 to 2010. He uh, okay. was 68 of 76, 89.5% in four seasons. I don't think he's the most accurate kicker anymore. Sorry to burst your bubble. Uh... Well, probably not, considering this was in 2012, but mm. time he was. Is that Go 10 ahead, now? We got 10 done? That's 11. 11. That's 11, yeah. Um, so, for my first one of the next picks, I'm going to go a little... Probably surprising for you guys, but Kyle Brotsman from Boise State. Um, and then Dan Bailey. Bailey was a good one from Oklahoma State. Can you say, can you say those again? Because I, I cut out really bad. Say, say that shit again. Kyle Brotsman from Boise State. 
How do I spell that? Dan B R O T Z M A N. And Dan Bailey from where? Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. My mistake. Sorry. It, it cut out. Yeah. I got like the poor connection bullshit and it was cutting on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Looking for a specific. I want to go to Jeff Budzine from Northwestern. He was one of my favorite kickers. He was my kicker in my very first NCAA football 14 dynasty at Northwestern. Dude was a fucking legend. What was the last name again? Budzine. B-U-D-Z-E-I-N. I was trying to think of his name for like the last three fucking picks. I'm glad he didn't get taken. So I was I was trying to you know I was thinking about one of the best guys that I saw it felt like and I was wondering if I should put him on the list. Um you know he was a kicker that only missed two extra points in his career, one of the Big 12's all-time leading scorers. Mm-hmm. And he was a 79% field goal kicker. Jaden Oberchrome of TCU should be on this list. Say that again. Jaden Oberchrome, TCU. Okay. I knew how to spell the last part for some reason, but God forbid I could figure out the first part. He was my kicker in an online dynasty we did a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And he was a damn TCU. good one, too. Cam, you remember that one? Yep. I whooped that dude's ass. I was in I was in a hotel in L.A., <laughs> and I had to play a dynasty game. <laughs> That I dude won, was like, freaking out 10. about everything, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, oh, that was so funny. And my right. last my last pick is, uh, I know he only played a couple of years, but, I mean, he never missed the extra point. He missed a grand total of nine field goals in his two seasons with Utah. Matt Gay. I think he belongs on this list. Utah, right? Yes. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why I'm laughing. Ignore me. All right, I'm going to go. I thought he was gone last year, and thank God he was. Gabe Burkich is on this fucking list. Thank goodness. Burkich, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Burkich is the one that may have passed Oberchrome for the a lot of the Big 12 kicking career I think he numbers. did because he has a higher... He has a higher field goal percentage. I know that. Does he have more points? Likely, but I don't know. And it's... All right. BJ, Damn, you, you got a... two. Yeah, BJ, you son of a bitch. You stole one of my picks with Gay. Anyways, um, Mitch, Mitch Wishnowski from Utah as well. Sorry, I had an aneurysm while saying the last name. We're we're used to it. You're welcome. You said Mitch, and I was like, oh, he's going to say Mitch Jeter, and I'm going to have to say no because he still plays at South Carolina. He was just a freshman. <laughs> God, he'll be on this list in three years. I fucking guarantee it. That kid, that kid has a leg, dude. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. No, I'm not even fucking around. Mitch Jeter will be on this list in three years' time. Don't doubt that. There's a possibility of it. But I thought he we were only so revisiting good. after 2025, and if he's still well, playing... He'll go to the draft, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, this kid's good. Phenomenal. 250-plus yard field goals in his first game. And then for my other selection, though, I'm going to go with Graham Gano. You know, I'm very familiar with his work as a Giants fan, but uh, what fucking school did he go to? <laughs> I have no clue. Um, to Florida State. Oh shit, was he with like Christian Ponder? 
2009, so yeah, I he was just briefly. before. All right, another guy I think belongs on this list. It's not going to go on here, but is likely going to be one of my picks in two years. Uh, Chris Dunn at NC State, just as an honorable yeah. mention, he was phenomenal at NC State. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, but since I can't, I'm going to go a different direction, and I'm going to go Jack Podlesny from Georgia to close this out. Man, that's not who I thought you would have picked. Honestly, I thought you, you were going. With? I thought you were. If you were going to go with Georgia, I thought you'd go with Hot Rod. Um, go Blankenship. No, I actually thought Podlesny was better, to be completely honest. And um, can you spell that there, last name? P O D L E S N Y. No, he played last year, dude. Oh, he played fuck. in 2022. Damn it. Dude, I thought he was gone. Motherfucker. No. Shit the bed. Okay, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> we'll find somebody. Damn, dude. Because I, I, I literally looked at, at Jake Moody and I was like, oh, can't do that. Fuck. All right. I suppose. Oh, by the way, Alex Henry... <laughs> is still third in um, field goal percentage all, uh, all time behind yeah. Nick Sheba and Brett Bear. Uh, I um, forgot Skiba should have, you know, he was high up on this list. He was very high up on this list. But I'm not going to go that direction. I forgot about Chris Manfredini. Wow. I, yeah, I thought that was who you were going to go with, the TCU guy. No, I'm going with, though. We're going to Evan McPherson from Florida. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I'm looking at this list now. There's a, a lot of guys that you could make an argument for. Clayton Hatfield was up there, almost 85%. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going down. Gary Wonderlich, Ole Miss, he was a big part mm-hmm. of Hugh Freeze's mm-hmm. success. Uh, My, I think, okay, so... There are a lot of guys that I think are going to be on this top whatever list. Like, Jake Moody would go on this list, I think. Yeah. I think that Podlesny would end up on this list by the time his career is done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you even wanted to go with a guy like, um, oh, fuck. That's not his name. Again, Mitch Jeter is a guy that could probably be on this list and... I guess seven years because he won't be gone. Will Reichard has got a Will, case up there. Will Reichard's on there. Um, God, there was another one I was trying to this think is of a that list I had. That could have a lot of changes, though. Zach Long, he played last year for Tulsa, but he's ranked up there in the top 10 all time in career field goal percentage. Some of my thoughts were, you know, Chris Dunn, Pudlesny. Mm-hmm. Noah Ruggles is even up there on that list. And, oh, I can't – I added somebody that I can't put on this list either because I can't put Cade York on here. Cade York? He played last year, according to this. Huh. There's no way. He was in the NFL last year's season. Okay. No, yeah, you're right. I was about to say, why can't I – yeah, so never mind. I that was going to say, I thought – yeah, he, 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 he was in the NFL. Well, so I, I was on this website, right? And it was like, it said it played till 2022. And I'm like, no. Just because. Be. Unless they the played a bowl game drafting. in 2022. Could it be okay, a good yeah, year, that's the year he was. If that was the year he was drafted, then that makes sense. Yeah, okay. So that makes more sense, I guess. What a fucking stupidity. Okay. Oh, because his final game was in 2022. That's why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, that's still fine. You can still do that. Um, I'm really surprised that Griffin Kell has a better field goal made percentage than Jaden Obergrome. I really thought Obergrome was the better kicker than Griffin Kell. But Griffin Kell, in the clutch last season, and Baylor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, got some interesting guys that could stay on here. 
It was funny, BJ. I want to. I want to ask you a quick question. We'll, we'll do okay. a quick quiz since you're kind of doing a quiz later on the live show tonight, which we'll advertise here in a bit. Mm -hmm. I got a question for you. All right. I got to look it up though because I I, I don't want to get this wrong. <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to get the time frame wrong. That, that that's the bottom line of this. Why okay. I got to look it up real quick. All right. All right. No, the fuck. Hang on a minute. Sorry. Oh it pissed me off because I was looking at this shit. Okay. So here we go. All right. May I ask if you know... This is a throwback name, a little bit of a throwback okay. name, but a guy who, who gave some problems, who followed up perhaps one of the more, or actually who was right just before one of the more controversial names in, in this school's history, potentially. Who was the other coordinator at Marshall? You kind of cut out there. Who was the was offensive coordinator say. at Marshall? Did we lose him? No, there he is, I think. We almost lost you. Can you repeat it? <laughs> you got me? Can you hear me? You're kind of cutting in and out. We could cut out in the middle of the question. Who is the offensive coordinator? That didn't get any better. Oh, my that might have gotten worse somehow. Can you hear me? No. I mean, we can hear you now, but it seems like every time you ask the question. Okay. All right. Well, while well, he meantime, leaves and rejoins, um, and we're, any we're surprises about to, from, from you. I'm just going to say there, there's always a few, I, I feel like we missed, maybe, you know, we missed some punters or whatever, but try probably. To... Who is the offensive coordinator at Marshall? Currently? Oh, we talked about this last Currently. night. We did, Cam. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Well, you weren't here, there when I was Yeah, I wasn't there. You weren't there for my off-season part. Who, who is it? I'd have to look it up if you're asking I mean, me to. Who was the to, quarterback at West Virginia from tw in 2013 and 2014? Gino had left. Or the the legend Will Greer. Yeah. I was gonna say it was after Gino because Gino had left. This this guy also left when Will Greer came in. All right, let's see here. Ended up at FSU, didn't play, but. Can guarantee okay. you, as soon as you're here, you're going to be like, oh. Yeah, it feels like it's. No, Austin Roberts was after. Correct. Let's see, 2013, 2014. I, could, I, can, I can see the dadgum guy because I'd remember the TCU West Virginia game from 2014. I remember him throwing out to Kevin White. I remember. I just can't remember his name. Clint Trickett. Trickett! Dad gummit. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Figured I'd ask. Yeah. It was a name right. that came across my screen last night when I was looking for uh when I was looking through the Coach Carousel stuff in the Dynasty mm -hmm. offseason. And I was like, that's interesting. That's a yeah. that's a name I haven't heard in a while. So that's a, a blast. He also transferred to Florida State, by the way, after yeah. a while. Anyways, let's try to get actually he transferred guys. from Florida State to West Virginia. From Florida Anyways. State to West Virginia. My okay. bad. I thought it was the other way around. Anyways. Here we go. We gotta find our top five out of this list. <laughs> okay. Um where do we want to start? Anybody? Should we start with the schools that now got a this really on here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's try that first. Okay. So we got Utah. Utah has a couple. Uh, Mitch Wisnowski and Matt Gay. I think that uh, 
don't know. Um, I think if anybody I, makes it, I think it's. I think Wisnowski makes it. Probably. I I thought yeah. Gay was better, but I'm not. Two different I, positions, though. I, yeah. yeah. It, at the same time. This was hard since you're comparing across positions, but yeah, I remember Wisnowski more than I do remember Gay. And Wisnowski was well, their punter for more yeah. than two seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And Gay was only yeah. there for two seasons. So Both are All great, right. though, within the special teams realm. Yeah. Florida State, Graham Gano or Roberto Aguayo? I'm going to say Gano stays. <sighs> I don't know. I think Aguayo was the better kicker. Well, Cam, you said Gano? Yeah. Oh. I said Gano as well, so... Okay. Johnny Townsend or Evan McPherson at Florida? I go McPherson. I think McPherson, yeah. Oh, boy. All right, now we just have to start comparing. <laughs> um, only took okay, let, let's be real here. Punters. If any punter st- gets to the top five... Not out of bias or anything, but I think McAfee gets to the top five out of punters. Yeah, I think you're right. So I, I think we think can eliminate else. the rest of the punters on here. So Wisnowski yeah. goes. Sorry. Ariza goes. Um, oh, we had. I, I was going to say, I think as much as I like McAfee, I think of McAfee more in the NFL than I think of Ariza. And obviously, Arise well, is not no going to get the because Arise just graduated. Well, no, it's but, not just that. I think Arise is the better punter. I think so too. I don't think either of them make the top five, though. I don't. Well, I don't disagree with you. I have a Arise okay, as well, a then we can top just, ten type of player. Yeah. Okay, then we'll just eliminate both of them, okay. <laughs> so that we can get out of that conversation before that gets goes further. Um, yeah. All right, now we got to start getting rid of guys. Here's a shitty thing. I don't remember a majority of some of these guys' careers, which makes me want to eliminate them without looking at stats <laughs> because I'm trying to avoid the stats here. Yeah. Really am, even though I don't think any of these guys make our top 10 overall. I really don't. Here's what I do think, though. I think Mike Nugent and Justin Tucker are easily getting to this final bit here. Yeah. So I can I can at least transfer them to the back. Yeah. Okay, so that part is done. They're going to the other side. Wheel, wheel, wheel. Kyle Brotsman, I think, is the next one to go. I, I and was then I think, say. and then I think we can rank what's left. Yeah, I think fair, so. fair deal. Yeah, I think so. I, I was because it's going to be really hard. We're going to be nitpicking. We're going to be arguing because we have different opinions of different guys. I think this is the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting about Townsend, he actually ranks fourth all time in yards per punt, which I did not know. That's cool. Yeah. Not saying he, he deserved to stay, but Yeah, no. It's B-A-I-L-E-Y for Dan Bailey, right? Yeah, B-A-I-L-E-Y.
Well, 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 Cam. I, it's hard to believe that we've gotten through the entire position groups now. Mm-hmm. With with us doing kickers today, because I remember when we started, and you know, it didn't doesn't seem like that much time has gone by. And here we are, already yeah, almost 100%. almost done. Man, oh man. All right, we're going one to 13. Okay. Okay. I have ranked mine. All right. Do you need the list, BJ? Uh, Yes, please. Cam, you have them wrote down, correct? I have them written down, yes. Okay. I have left Mike Nugent, Justin Tucker, Zane Gonzalez, Mason Crosby, Cade York, Randy Bullock, Alex Henry. Just making sure I had that right. Dan Bailey, Jeff Budzine, Jaden Overcrum, Gabe Burkich, Graham Gano, Evan McPherson. Are you ready? To start I think so. Let's see. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think I Mike. missed two. So I've got Tucker, yeah, Tucker, Nugent, Bailey, Crosby, York, Bullock, Henry, Gonzalez, Budzine, McPherson, Burkich. Who are the other two that I'm missing? Did you get Gano? No, I did not. And did you get Zane Gonzalez? Yes. I have Tucker. Alex Henry? Yep. Tucker, Nugent, Bailey, Crosby, York, Bullock, Henry, Gonzalez, Budzine, McPherson, Burkich, Gano. Overcrumb. That's right. Duh. Your own guy. I looked over it because I was like, damn, there's no way you forgot him. And you did. I didn't forget him. I just didn't write him down. Mm. Okay. Starting from the top of this list, Mike Nugent. Two the numbers. Two. two. Uh, actually, two. two. I'm going to just assume that I can throw ones for Justin Tucker. Yeah. Well, since those two are already done. Might be the closest we've had in terms of the top. All right, Zane Gonzalez. You guys have three through 13 left. 13, sorry, Cam. You're good. All right. Mason Crosby. Four. Three. Cade York. Five. Hold on a second. I have something written down there. Okay, nine. Randy Bullock. Hold on. Nine. Gonna go with him at seven. Alex Henry. Seven. Ten. Dan Bailey. Four. Three. Jeff Budzine. Twelve. Thirteen. Another job by you guys. <laughs> Jaden Overcrumb. Six. Eleven. I knew that was coming. Gabe Burkich. Eight. Oh, I didn't have him. Um, what all do I have available again? Five, eight, twelve. 
eight. Graham Gano. Five. Eleven. And so Evan McPherson gets ten from BJ and twelve from Cam. Yep. I'll do the math. I think the top are pretty evident. I think we've we got the top four at least without too much of an argument. Now the rank the order may shift just a little bit depending upon Tyler's rankings, but perhaps five, six, and seven are going to be pretty interesting, I think. So um so Cam, I know you've been doing your advanced scouting. Um who do you think is your pick to win the uh, the women's national championship? I haven't done a lot of advanced scouting actually. Oh. I I know <laughs> um, you were you were you were pretty I, I just early on. to turn on a couple of games like you were pretty early on last year about saying watch out for that that Creighton team. And they ended up going all the way to the Elite Eight. I mean, Creighton's so. always a sleeper team, so. Yeah. <laughs> Iowa, too. Iowa's was really I, good last year yeah, before. And now they're even better, it feels. so. UConn's always a force. Yeah, and, and with the Z Fudd back. is always a force. I, I, I can't see anybody really beating them, but I know they're going to be a popular pick. So it's it's tough when you're doing like a bracket challenge. Yeah, Stanford's always a safe bet into the safe sixteen as well. You mean the sweet sixteen? Sweet sixteen. The safe, safe sixteen. The safe sixteen. They're safe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the safe sixteen. <laughs> no idea why I said that, but I mean they're. They're typically a safe bet to get there. Yeah, I know what you were trying to say. <laughs> safe sixteen. English English is my s- third language. Puns and sarcasm break ahead of them. I I told Tyler yesterday. I said I'm trying to save all my coat. You know my uh, the ability to understand me for today. Coherentness, everything like that. So. I don't know how successful I was, but I I I understand English is hard. Yeah. Buzz Williams is heated in this game. There's a shock. I've been watching the Ivies. If uh, Princeton keeps raining in the threes like they have been here in the past couple minutes, they're they're gonna be I, dancing I for the first time. That. I was watching that. Yeah, um, they're gonna be dancing for the first time in a while. That. Ooh, the A10's also on. Yeah, that one's a good one. I know who Tyler's pulling for. Huh? I said we know who Tyler's pulling for in the A10. Yeah, go Flyers. Fuck you know, this would, be, this would be their first appearance since 2017 if they make it. Dayton? Yeah, because the 2020 got canceled. We know they would have been a, like a number one seed, but they haven't been in no way. since 2017. Yeah, they didn't make it last year. I know they didn't last year, but I, th- I thought they were in, in 2019. Apparently not, no. 2017 was what I saw. Flyers. Basketball. Sorry, I'm just now trying to get through the bullshit. No, 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 you're good. And by bullshit, I mean y'all's bullshit. I I think we can make the argument that some of what you said could be bullshit. Such as? I I think you've got, you know, some rankings that are higher on some guys because you... Remember them more fondly than than we do, and I mean, I think it's. Well, that's fine. Yeah, I think it could be. Uh, everybody's out entitled their opinion. I'm exactly. calling your opinion bullshit because I can, because that's my opinion. Well, your opinion sucks. Yeah. Which no, is it fine. Doesn't. I don't care what you think of my opinion. Your opinion <laughs> sucks, so it doesn't really matter what. Well, I don't give a shit because your opinion yeah, exactly. sucks. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You're damn right. In, in my opinion, also. 
your opinion and BJ. Actually, dude, listen, listen, Cam. I think we should be on the same page here because Fuckface had Zane Gonzalez at thirteen. There's no way that dude is number thirteen on this list. Yeah, no, I that one I do agree with you on. I I just that, didn't that, think he was the fuck best. Your category. opinion. That, <laughs> I know what that best. I, yeah. I just didn't think he was a top ten kicker out of the ones uh, that we had. Mm. Not not okay, trying to show any any you know ill will to him or anything like that. You're sleeping on him. But yeah, Dayton's last uh, last appearance was 2017, as well as Princeton. Princeton was their last appearance was 2017 as well. All right. Well, here we go. <clears throat> anyway, from 13, Evan McPherson averaged 10.33, rankings of 9, 10, and 12. Okay. Number 12, Randy Bullock, rankings of 13, 9, and 7, averaged 9.67. All right. Number 11, Jaden Obercrum, rankings of 11, you 6, bitches. 11, 9.33. Number 10, Jeff Budzine, rankings of 3, 12, and 13. 9, Zane Gonzalez, 8, 13, 6, average 9. Graham Gano was at 8, 10, 11, and 5, 8.67. Number 7, our second honorable mention, Alex Henry, 7, 7, 10, average 8. Like it. Number 6, our first honorable mention, was Gabe Burkich, averaging 488. Oklahoma. Yeah. Into the top five. Cade York, number five, averaged 559 for 6.33. York. Number four, Dan Bailey, 12, 3, and 4, but averaged 6.33. How were you that low on Dan Bailey? I don't really remember any of his college career. If I, I don't, if I didn't, mean, if I didn't see any of your career, I, I was it was likely that you were he, towards the bottom. He would have been like nine or ten when, when Bailey. I was about to say, dude. That's he, true. Uh, yeah, I that's mean, true. and look, I I lived in Big Ten country. My family only really watched Big Ten games, so until yeah. I gained control of how I watched college football, it was really only the Big Ten. And so, like a Jeff Budzine, for example is number three on my list, but I actually believe that he's number three. Like, I think this dude was one of the best kickers in Big Ten history, mm-hmm. let, yeah, alone, let alone that college football history. And I think that he's underrated due to the fact that he went to Northwestern. Mm-hmm. Whereas That's BJ my and I are going to be a bit lower on him. Yeah. yeah, we just didn't see a whole lot of Northwestern games. Mm-hmm. We were... In Big 12 country. So. And as you wouldn't, and the only way you would have is if you watched this final year when they were actually somewhat decent when they played Ohio State at home that night game in 2013. Yeah, I they were, remember They that. were ranked in that yeah, game. I remember that game. That's the only game you probably would have seen, whereas I like went out of my way to watch the, the Northwestern games. They were one of my mm-hmm. – arguably, when I was a kid, they were my second favorite team because I just enjoyed watching. I, I thought their field was kick-ass. Yeah, and I liked any team that played Ohio State that had a chance to beat them. So, it's my there, some, there are some people out there that are saying you've got to be. <laughs> Anyways, number three, Mason Crosby, six four three, average four point three three. Number two, Mike Nugent, one two two, average one point six seven, and Justin Tucker was number one two one one. 1.33. I think that's a pretty fair list, honestly. I don't disagree. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with anything. Again, say, it's, it's more I so my perception of my perception one player that I, well, actually my perception of two players. I think Burkage probably would have belonged on here over York, but that's, I can't control I, how yeah, that ended up. Um, I, think, I, I mean, the fact that he's going to be on the, the graphic is good enough. And I, I, yeah, and, be, I, and I think I'll that I think that Budzine with that, I forgot to write that over in my other one with just the people that aren't crossed out without you the bitch. people crossed out. And so I didn't even think about him. That That's probably Fair my enough. fault. You're welcome. Um, You're welcome, America. And then 
Budzine, I think, is the only other one. I think he belongs a little further in the top ten, probably as an honorable mention. Like, I would have taken him probably over an Alex Henry or whatever, but just my own personal, again, personal complaint, personal preference due to having seen him play the majority yeah. of his career. Mm-hmm. But overall, not bad. Now it's time for promotions. Um, we have a thing tonight. <laughs> we do. The uh, college basketball selection show is tonight. Selection Sunday is, of course, today. Yep. And if you think that I'm doing anything else with my day other than getting off of here and watching college basketball the whole time, you're wrong. No. Um, we're going to start with the Dayton game, try to watch the rest of it, and then uh, from there we'll see what happens. So, yeah. As uh, part, as part yeah, of check that. Check it out tonight. Go ahead. I was going to say, as part of that uh... – selection show we'll be you know discussing the bracket as it's revealed and everything like that but in the lead up to it we've got something special planned a loudmouth quiz live if you will this is going to be yeah. a little bit different than you know what we've done in the past um you know it's Slightly it would have been less an, memory yeah it would have been impossible to do a like a proper uh video with the turnaround time that we would need it to be done in so okay. i just wanted to do something you know a little bit more fast paced live you know we're, we're I'm not gonna have the whole cast of crew in here but tyler cam myself i think maybe uh we might get uh clay in here as well uh when colin is able to join off work i think he'll be a part of it so mm-hmm. it should be a good time should be a lot of fun we know we'll probably colin have some will, fun with it yeah and we know colin will be in at some point at some the point. live show yeah so i'm gonna say yeah we're uh Looking forward to it though. We've got we've got something cool scheduled. This is this is going to be a probably a multi-hour show. Expect expect no less than probably an hour and a half, two hours, um, mm-hmm. because this is going to be the quiz at starting at five thirty. I believe is the time we're going to open up. We'll probably take about fifteen minutes, do some predictions, some previews, maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the quiz part of things. We'll go until we have either exhausted all the questions or the uh the, the selection start away. well yeah. that or the selection start whatever whatever yeah. comes first end of questions yeah. or selections and then we're going to recap the selections we're going to talk about some of our favorite picks some of our other things we're going to talk about some early upset bids some mm-hmm. some different things there and then i got shafted in seating yeah, yeah we'll, we'll then, talk about the bubble for sure and then from there we will then kind of do a minute little, you know, what do things look like? What are some things to look for? Some teams to look for? Some stuff like that. Some inter- just minute conversation mm-hmm. that then leads up into tomorrow's Loudmouth Weekly, which yeah. is strictly tournament. Filling out the bracket. Yeah, and it yeah. will be us filling out a bracket together. We're going to be as a Loudmouth crew. As yeah. the Loudmouth crew. We're going to talk about every game we possibly can. In the first round, and then we'll wait and worry about everything else from there. And then, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens after that. So it'll be fun. Gonna, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I wish that my, you know, actual computer was working for this, but it is what it is. We'll get this figured out, and we'll uh, we'll do it the best way we can. So, with all that said, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you again later tonight. 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. About four hours away, guys. Yep.